Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 says this, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And I'd like to use as a topic those last words I read, increasing in the knowledge of God. Heavenly Father, I come in Jesus' name and Lord, thanking you for this opportunity you've afforded. But Lord, as always, I need your spirit and your help. Lord, you have to control the lips and the tongue and, and the mind and everything. Lord, I pray let my mind be stayed on you so that everything can be perfect peace. And Lord, I just pray as I share the word that your spirit comes forth from me. Help me, O oh Lord, this day to share what you would have me to share. All of you and none of me, you must increase. I and we must always decrease. But Lord, that your name would be glorified. Let the spirit flow not only through my heart and my spirit and my lips, but let it be in all our spirits and our ears to hear and all our hearts to receive, to produce great fruitfulness that this word that you've given to us Lord, I know it won't return to your void, but it's going to accomplish what you send it to do. So let it do a lot and bear much fruit this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. As I look back up to chapter, or verse 3 and 4, he, say, he, he says in his letter to the church at Colossae, I'm giving thanks to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm praying for you. Since I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I heard about that. Heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I've, I've heard about the love you have for all the saints, and I heard about the hope you had in heaven. And he expounds upon that a little bit more, and he talks about how Epaphras, he probably didn't stutter, but Epaphras, uh, came and he brought me that word. He told me about what was going on with you and your your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, your love of the saints, and 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 your hope for heaven. And so, as a result, I've heard these things. I'm praying for you. Well, after he elucidates upon that a little bit, he comes back to that topic here in verse nine, where he says, "For this cause we also, since we heard uh, heard it, heard of it." So what did we hear? We heard about your faith in Jesus and, and the transforming power and the hope that you now have. He says, so we don't cease to pray for you. We're praying for you. Ever ha you, ever, you ever say that to somebody? Hey, I'm praying for you. <laughs> or maybe somebody said it to you. Hey, I'm praying for you. Well, he's praying for them. But there's something specific that he's praying for. And maybe when we're saying we're praying for you or somebody says we're praying for you, maybe this is what, this ought to be included in the, in the prayer we're praying for. He said, he's saying, I'm praying that you have the knowledge of God's will. My prayer and my desire is that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will. You know, I was reading, I was reading an article recently and I, it's not this one article. I've been reading this kind of article, the same story, for several years now. 
But it's talking about how people who grew up in the church are getting away from the church and religion in particular. One of, one of the greatest, uh, the growing number of affiliations is what, the, what they call none, meaning that, uh, you know, they say they're, they're Christians or Jewish or whatever they are. And, and people are saying, well, I'm none. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I have no affiliation with, I'm not religious. Or I, I, I'm not Christian. I'm not Jewish. I'm not Hindu. I'm not Islamic. I'm, I'm none. I'm none. And I have a lot I could comment on that. But here, but here is the, the reason why they say they're, you know, they grew up in the church. They were Christian. But now they're saying, I'm not Christian, I'm none. And the reason, the main reason giving is they're saying, because the teaching does not align with the type of person that we want to be. And I have to ask myself, well, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by the teaching of the church? Now, don't get me wrong. I know there can be erroneous teaching. That can exist in the church as well. I get that. But I don't believe that that's necessarily the, the majority, and I don't believe that's the local churches they're going to. Most pastors in the United States do their best and pray, pray often to try to teach the people the word of God. But they're saying the things they're hearing and, the, and, 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 and is not the kind of person they want to be. And I'm saying, well, what, what is that? What is that type of person you want to be? And probably, based on today's societal norms, we want, we want more tolerance than what the church teaches. More tolerance. How, how, how more tolerance do you want than what Jesus taught? I mean, I know Jesus said who needs tolerance because he said, oh, wicked and faithless generation, how long must I suffer you? Or how long, or another translation, how long must I tolerate you? So tolerance is needed to be given to the wicked and faithless generation. So if they want more tolerance, they're saying, well, we need to have more tolerance because we want to be a wicked and faithless people. That may be the kind of people they want to be. Well, you're right. The church is not going to teach you how to do that. (laughs) They're going to teach you to, to, they're going to teach you, they're going to teach you godliness and faith. So if you don't want to be that kind of person, then you're right. <laughs> if you want to, but, but, but what, but when, when I think about that, we want more, you know, the church is not tolerant in its teaching. I disagree. Because how can you read Jesus' teaching when he says, if someone slaps you on the one cheek, give them the other. And when they tell, and when he tells you to give, and when they want your coat, Give them the cloak also. When they want to walk, when they tell you to walk with them one mile, walk with them two. I think they're missing something. I think they're missing something. Because I think, I think the teachings of God are very tolerant. I'm so glad He waited on me to show me mercy. I'm so glad he's rich in mercy. I'm, he, you want to talk about long suffering? It's God that's long suffering. 
Not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. If he'd asked for my vote, he'd have come back years ago. (laughs) But he didn't ask for my vote. It wasn't up to my will. It was, it's not the knowledge of my will. It's the knowledge of his will. And more inclusive. We want God, we want God to be more inclusive. Well, if one died for all, because all are dead, you can't get more inclusive than that. You can be included, you can be included in the cross of Calvary. You can have Christ in you. I don't care what nation you come from. I don't care your gender. I don't care what background you come from. Christ died for you. You don't get a greater inclusion than that. Have faith in what Jesus Christ has done. So, it seems to me, when they make the statement saying, well, I've left the church. I'm none. I'm none. And I can comment more on that, by the way. I just don't want to. (laughs) Not for this message. I will, but not for this message. I think they don't understand what's being taught. I don't think that... I've said this a, a million times. We'll make it a million and one. They don't know enough to say, here's what the church... I." What the church teaches is not aligned with the kind of person I want to be. They don't know enough about God. They don't know enough about the Word. And they don't know enough about what the church is teaching them. They just don't know. And so the prayer he's saying and my desire is that you might be filled with the knowledge of not your own will... Not the kind of life you want or the kind of person you want to be, but His will and the kind of person He wants you to be. Strangely enough, don't make God fit you. Don't make God fit your will. You're called to His will. And that's why I said, the calling is to us. He's supernatural. He's glorious. The call is to a supernatural life. A glorious life. That's the call. And so when he says, this is my prayer for you, you be filled with this. The knowledge of His will. And that means I have to maybe forget about my will because the call is to know what does he want for my life? Not how it can, can I make God fit in my, into what my will is. Because you're right. My, my, my will will be, will be wicked and faithless. I, I know how to do that very well. I've been doing that since I was a little boy. Knew how to lie when I was a little boy. Knew how to cheat when I was a little boy. Knew how to steal when I was a little boy. Knew how to do all those things. Grew up still knowing how to do all those things. Be full of pride and self. Only, I got bigger, so did all of the, so did the pride and self. But I needed Christ 
to change my life. I needed to have the knowledge of His will. I needed to have the knowledge of His salvation. I needed to have the knowledge of His regenerative work. I needed to have the knowledge of the Holy Spirit within my life. I needed to have the knowledge of what the Word of God says, not what I say. That's my prayer Paul was saying for you. That you have, that you know, that you quit being ignorant. And have the knowledge of His will. Not your own. And that you have all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Before I get into that, let me turn to John. Let me turn to John chapter 7. Almost forgot to turn to John chapter 7. I was enjoying what God's will has done for my life. Which is sure a whole lot better than my own will. John chapter 7 verse 14 says this. John seven fourteen. Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled saying, How knoweth this man letters having never learned? So Jesus was teaching and they were like, how does he know so much? I mean, he's never he's never went off to Bible college. He didn't he didn't he didn't go to go to uh, rabbi school. How does he know, how does he so know so much of the Scripture and the Word and how to interpret it? And Jesus answered them and said, "My doctrine is not mine." Oh. The doctrine isn't what I want it to be. Even Jesus said that. But his that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Is this something that's of God or of of myself? If you want to do his will, you're going to know. Oh, what, what, what does he say? He shall know, means he's going to have knowledge of his will. He that speaks of himself seeks his own glory. But he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true and no unrighteousness is in him. Wow, hallelujah. I like the idea of not seeking my will and my glory because I'd like to have that no unrighteousness is in me. Because I made the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. I know his will. I know his will. That's why that's his prayer. And that we have all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now why is it important to have wisdom? If any man asks, lacks wisdom, he should ask for it. And spiritual understanding and it's important to have the spirit of the lord because because that's the only way you're going to understand spiritual things you see we understand things that are natural turn with me to first corinthians again this is a, a, cha- a chapter and ver- portion of scripture i turn too often but it's important to remember 
with that ninth verse being very popular, very famous. I don't know why they stopped there, though, because it says so much after that. I'll probably get excited reading it, even though I've read it nine million times. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says this, but as it, uh, verse 9, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, but as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. We can't, it, it, it's not in our eye, our ear, or our hearts. We don't have it. But, however, but, God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. That's how we know these things. The work of the Holy Spirit. I'm not, I can't even get smart enough to know God's will. I need the Holy Spirit to reveal it to me. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So if He's gonna pray for me to have wisdom and spiritual understanding, That's how I need to know God's will, is through spiritual understanding. Verse 11, For what man knows the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Yeah, I know worldly things. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. No man knows the the things of God. The spirit of God, he knows the things of God. That's why it's important to have the Holy Spirit in your life. And then he says, now we have received not the spirit of the world. God didn't give us the spirit of the world. We picked that up on our own. But the spirit which is of God, here's why. That we might know. That we might know. He's given us spiritual understanding so that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. And I'll just stop. Stop there. I could read on and it would fit the message, but, but he's saying, he's saying this. We, for us to know what Jesus Christ has done. For us, the reason why we'll lift our hands and praise and, 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 and weep at us, you know, ever, you ever listen to a song and start weeping? Just simply because the message of the, of the Lord got a hold of your life, got a hold of, why? That's the Spirit of the Lord. Because you understood, here's what Jesus did for me. Even in His coming, let alone His going to Calvary, His resurrection from the dead, that gives me hope and gives me life. You know, I don't have to wonder where my joy's coming from. Jesus said, you know, I've spoken these things to you. I've given you my word that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. I don't have to wonder if I have joy. It's supposed to be remaining in me. I just don't have joy today. Why not? That's not. You, you don't know, you don't know the promise that God's given you. You don't have the spiritual understanding to know. You know what? What do you mean I don't? You don't look very joyous, Pastor Gary. It doesn't matter what I look like. I have to have it because I know His Word, which said, I, I've spoken these things that my, my, you might have my, that my joy might remain, remain in you. Not come and go. Remain in you and that your joy might be full. I've got the fullness of joy. Whether I look like it or not, it's there. And all I have to do is no, no, wait a minute. Why do I got such a long face? 
I've got the joy of the Holy Ghost burning down in my soul. I've got the joy, Jesus Christ. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Let's put off the long faith and start and start knowing the will of God and have a spiritual understanding that says, you know what? My spirit is not in the Holy Spirit's telling me my my spirit is not in line with what his will is and so as a result I'm going to get back in line with the will of God because that's what the Holy Spirit will do. He's going to testify of him. He's going to glorify him and it doesn't matter the things going on in my life. It don't matter whether I'm sick or whether I'm sorrowful or whether I'm up or whether I'm down. It doesn't matter whether I'm a, I, I, I'm a base or whether I'm abounding. It doesn't ma- matter whether I'm full or whether I'm hungry. It doesn't matter whether I'm abounding or whether I have need. I have learned this, that in all I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's His will. But you got to know it. If you continue in my word, you'll know you're my disciple indeed. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. But you got to know it. You got to know it. And you have to. And that's why his prayer was for a spiritual understanding. Let me continue on on that. So why do we have to have a spiritual understanding? Why, why do we have to have this knowledge of God's will? Why do we have to have a spiritual understanding? What's wrong with my will? I think I like, I like the way I think better. No, because here's, here's, here's what needs to occur. We need to have this spiritual understanding to do three things he gives. It's very nice because it makes it nice, three nice points. I like when Paul, Paul puts it like that. And the first thing is, that means we might walk worthy of the Lord. Walking worthy of the Lord. Now, when you think of worthy, you know, that, that means something has worth. It's something of value, something of importance. Um, or another thing can be it's, it, it's fit for use. Like if, say, say you were going out to buy a boat and you went and looked at the guy's boat that he had for sale and, and you said, you would say, is it seaworthy? Cause you were looking at it and thinking, I don't know, you know, is this, is this thing gonna, is this thing gonna float when we put it on the water? And you're asking him, is it seaworthy? Is it fit for use on the water? Well, you know, I, I think of what Jesus said about that when he, when he said, whoever puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So if you say, yeah, oh yes, Jesus is my Lord, I want to follow him. All to thee I now surrender. All to thee I freely give. I surrender all, I surrender all. And we sang the song this morning and and we all sang that. And, and I surrender all, I surrender well, if you look back, if you say, yes, that's what I do. I want not my will, but thine be done. Then, and you're saying, I want to know what your will, because I want to be fit for the kingdom of God. 
I want my walk not not to be in other words, I don't want I don't want to say, well the church doesn't teach the kind of person I want to be. I'll know whether the church is teaching the kind of person I want to be, because the kind of person I want to be and you want to be and we want to be is ones that are walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we're called, walk worthy of the name of Jesus, walk worthy of saying, I'm not a nun. I'm a Christian. I'm a follower and a disciple of Jesus Christ. I follow his teachings, his word, his will, his way. The word, li- the world likes it, great. They don't, I'm sorry for them. But we desire to walk worthy and we want to know his will through the, through the wisdom of his word and the spirit and the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth to help us to know his will because we want to walk worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now this was, this was one who never sinned. This was him who became righteous. As a matter of fact, to, to, to be, to do, be accordance to his father's will, he became obedient to death, even the death on the cross. There you go. That's fit for the king. That, you wanna, I wasn't fit for the kingdom of God. The only thing that makes me fit for the kingdom of God is he's fit for the kingdom of God. And he's in me and I'm in him. Christ Jesus. I want to walk worthy of that, of being a child of the living God. And then he said, talks about being pleasing to God, pleasing to God. And I'll make this quick. <laughs> pleasing God. Do you ever have a friend, a spouse, a brother, a sister, a neighbor, and you wanted to do something to please them? Anybody here ever want to please somebody else? Child, you want you want to give them a nice gift because you wanted to make them happy and pleased. Well, that's the same thing. In our walking worthy, we want to live a life that's pleasing to God. You know, the Bible tells me, I'll just share two quick things. He says, in the flesh, you cannot please God. In the flesh, in Romans, it tells me that in the flesh, you cannot please please God. So if we decide we like our will better than his will, we want, no, God needs to line up with my will. He needs to know my will. You're in the flesh. You're not pleasing to God. But the Bible also tells me, for without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. To to, to summarize that point very quickly, the flesh doesn't please God, the faith does. So live life faithful to one who's been faithful to me and to you. Know the will of God and live pleasing because we want to walk worthy of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. We want to live a life that's pleasing to God. And then he also says about that we, 
we're, we're, that we're fruitful, that we bear fruit, that our lives are, not only do we just live those, but, but our lives bear fruit. Turn with me to Second Peter chapter 1. Again, one of those portions of Scripture I turn to often. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. And here's how you get that grace and peace. Through the knowledge of God. I guess you got to know something, don't you? And of Jesus our Lord. According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So I can have life and godliness because of His power that's been given to me. His Holy Spirit. But how's that achieved? Through the knowledge of Him... Through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. See, this summarizes everything. I, I, all I had to do was read this. I didn't have to spend all that time saying this. Verse 4, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Escape it. You can be a partaker of the divine nature. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to, temper, and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you're neither barren nor unfruitful. See, that was his prayer, that you bear fruit. And he's saying, you need to have this in you. How does that come? Through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. How does that come? Through the knowledge of him that called you unto glory and, and virtue and has given us and has given us the exceeding great and precious promises that we can escape the corruption of this world, be a partaker of the divine nature. And then we add knowledge. And then he says, for if the, these things be in you and abound, they make you that you're neither barren nor unfruitful. In what? In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He that lacks these things is blind and cannot see far off and has forgotten he was purged from his old sin. Wherefore, my, wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fall. You're not going to fall. Why? Because you know. You know the Lord Jesus Christ. You, you're fruitful in knowing the will of God. You're fruitful in knowing who Jesus is. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're going to know. You're going to have knowledge. And then he finishes that verse 10 by saying, and here's the rest of my prayer. So you're, you're, go you're going to increase. You're, you're going to be fruitful in every good work. And then you're going to increase in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. I've talked about a lot of good things God has done for us. 
you know, I got more to share. He's gonna, he's gonna give me more knowledge of what it is to live for Jesus Christ. He's gonna open up His Word more to me. And I get the glorious privilege of standing here and telling you, hey, guess what else there is? I'm gonna increase in the knowledge of God. I, I mean, I love it now. I have no plans on turning back, uh, on turning back and not being fit for the kingdom now. I don't want, I don't want to turn to be, to walk unworthy. I don't want to live a life unpleasing. I, hey, I, I want more fruit of the Spirit in my life. I want more fruit growing of, of, of godliness in my life. I want to, I want to know His will. And, and because of that, He's saying, I got something else in your prayer. Not only do I want you to know His will, I don't, not only want you to have your eyes open by the Holy Spirit so that you can understand things that the world don't know because it's spiritually discerned, but I want you to increase. Don't, don't even just know it and say, that's good enough for me. Say, I want more. I want to know more of what God's will is for my life. I want to know more of the goodness of God. I want to know more of what Jesus has done for me. The song, the closer I get, the clear, the better I see. The better I see. I tell you, I want to get so close that I say, oh, I know every spot on him. And he doesn't have any. The only spots I see is the spots of blood that, that died on a cross for my sin, that paid the toning debt for my sin, that I can freely have the kingdom of God and, and receive what He has for me. Oh, hallelujah! Increase in, now, don't just know it, but increase in the knowledge. And so to my, to my friends who say, well, I've left the church because they don't teach. The kind of person I want to be. I tell you, you don't know enough. You don't know enough. And my, my, my prayer for you is get to know His will and not your own. Desire not to walk worthy for in your eyes, but walk worthy in the king, in the kingdom of God's eyes, which is perfect and pleasing to Him and that you have a fruitful life and then increase in that knowledge. Start knowing more. Start knowing more. And you'll be set free. And let the Holy Spirit, and say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to grieve you anymore, but I want you to guide me into all truth, into all life, and into all love. Lord, so I'm glad what I've taught you so far these years. But I'm believing God's going to give me a whole lot more. And I believe He will you as well. If you say... I want to know your will, Lord. That's my prayer. I want the Holy Spirit. I don't want to grieve the Spirit. I want Him to guide me. I want you, I want the wisdom of your word and the Holy Spirit to bring me into spiritual truths so that I can walk worthy, live pleasing, and bear fruit. And then I want to grow even more. I want to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord by increasing in the knowledge of God. Father, I come in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just thank you for your word. Thank you for the patience.